Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is the competition. Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you have to convince the person that you voted out to vote for you as the sole survivor. So I think that's a, that's a, a lot of it. it. No one will understand what survivor is off of that description, but I think they get that there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's like you need to ask your ex-girlfriend yes. to for 20 bucks to take someone else out on a date. Okay. (laughs) Get out your tiki torches, put your feet in the sand, because you're listening to a new episode of the Fanatics Podcast. Yes, I'm one of your hosts, David Magadoff, and with me is my... Ever beautiful, ever fantastic, ever wonderful co-host, Claire Kramer. Hi, Claire. Hi, David. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Would you vote me off the island? Well, that would all depend. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big question, huh? I, you know, if I were to go play Survivor, I would go to play. And if I thought you were a good person to keep around because you were a little bit weaker than me, maybe in the challenges, and you were a little bit dumber than me, intellectually then uh which is not the case either of these things uh, just being totally hypothetical I might... i'm looking i'm looking to keep a number two with me <laughs> you know what i mean i know what you mean i think you're being very nice so i think i am being kept around then for i feel like i am a tad dumber and a tad weaker than you for you are claire the competitive and i bow down to your glory that, and that is both a pun as well <laughs> that is a great uh, pun. Uh, no in all seriousness i i think we would make a great partnership on the island and speaking of a great thing on the island, we have uh, Mr. Deshaun Terry here today, guys, to talk about Survivor. He loves it. And we love Deshaun because I got to meet him when I got to do season one of The Morning Show. And it was so cool. I had a really cool moment with Deshaun because I'm like, look at this guy, fun guy, handsome, charming, nice, great dude, great, good actor, all the wonderful things you'd want to say about a pro, someone you're working with on a show. And then at the premiere at Lincoln Center in New York City, we're all dressed up, we're having a cocktail and we're talking and he's like, yeah, because, you know, I used to take uh, monkey butler classes and that's how we met. And I went, what do you, and I had to do a whole deep dive with him and go, oh, I used to run an improv company called monkey butler that went on for a while uh-huh. and he used to take classes there <gasps> and it was well very weird heartwarming it was weird because i i'm shocked that somehow had not come up he never brought it up once 
in during the filming the whole season of the show of the morning show a filming uh, and he mentions it to me at the at the premiere as we're in our in our decked out uh, you know suits and ties on the beautiful night and I was just hit with this moment of how sweet and the journeys that we all go on and uh, just also surprised that it had never been brought up. It and, was a very sweet moment. small world. And also very, very relieved to know that Monkey Butler isn't something I should have been able to identify because I was trying to figure out how to say, I don't know what that is, David or Deshaun. <laughs> but now I know it was your own company and it was not uh, inherent knowledge. So I feel good about myself. Pat on the back. I'm going to make it through this tribal council. <laughs> All the pats on the back. Monkey Butler was an improv company that I helped run for a long time, which we can talk about another day. But Monkey for the funny, Butler for the serving, because we did free improv classes. Mm. So it was serving you comedy. Okay. Yeah. And I guess now we're going to serve you guys a podcast for free. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Deshaun, is there ever a good reason for a tribe to throw an immunity challenge. Is there ever a reason? Yes. Yeah, what what would that reason be if you were on that tribe? Let's say I'm not good at competitions anyway, and I know that my way to get to the end is to for this tribe to just get rid of the competitors or something of the sort, then sometimes for your individual game, it's better for you to convince your tribe to throw a competition. Also... But an immunity or a reward? Immunity. Immunity. Yeah. Even better is if you just don't like somebody, <laughs> then you want to get them <laughs> off the tribe, then you should throw that immunity competition because you want to you get rid of them. Because just for your peace of mind, because if you can't have quality of living on the island because someone's like super annoying, you got to get rid of them. Deshaun... I have never watched Survivor. I'm here to be the person, not of reason, but just the person of ignorance, because apparently I think I'm in the minority in America of humans who has never seen, I don't think I've seen 60 seconds of Survivor. That's a lot. But I'm so happy to be here and, and learn from you two and be educated and loved on. So what is Survivor? Specifically, what is Survivor maybe to you? Survivor is, well, I... I really like uh, any type of entertainment that teaches me about life. And at the end of the day, my value in entertainment is how does this really, you know, how does this improve my life? And Survivor, I think, is one of the shows that teaches me the most about life. It connects me to people's fortitude, their will to survive, their cunningness, and just literally, uh, you know, just watching their, you know, th their challenges and their human journey as they go through all these, it's just such the perfect metaphor for life. Like, I just don't think that you can, you can get closer to a perfect, to a perfect show. I, I, and, and I'm sorry to say that, me with all my highfalutin things that I'm into, but I'm just like, Survivor is just it. So when I watch Survivor, I really do feel like I'm going to get more connected to uh, humanity, to the human spirit and empathize with these people because they get to such a vulnerable place and have to do these amazing things. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. Now, just give me the clean. What 
is it even for someone who's never even knows what survivor is they turn the tv on and they see what happened on television Okay, so let me let me try because I have to think about it because it's so comp it's so comp. First, you're gonna hear da 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 da, and you're gonna see all the cast members' faces as they're doing something difficult. I'm helping you out here, Deshaun. Thank you, thank you. So the bare bones idea of it is that you're on the island and you have to survive. That's the that's the the bare bones idea of it, right? And it's a real island. It's a real island, yeah. Except they've, they've except the Australia. Well, Australia is obviously an island, but they quor- they like bushed off the area. They and they like Fiji. Um, so mm-hmm. it used to be that they would go to a different part of the world every single time and more exotic, et cetera, et cetera. But eventually, I think Jeff was like, "Look, I can't deal with this no more." Jeff Probst is the is the host. He was like, "I can't deal with this anymore." I think he pulled out the diva card. He was like, "We need to land one place so they do it on Fiji." And so the basic element of it is like, you just have to survive, right? Aha! Uh-huh. And did you know, you are there for forty days in the wilderness. Or is it 40 days, 40 nights? But you you know that number, right? Who's done that? Who's done that? Who did that? Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And just like Jesus had to survive and live through in order to become the Messiah, then that's what's happening in Survivor. In addition to that, right, just the, the fact that we as a society have grown disconnected from nature, it adds this whole additional element to it because you'll see people who are still connected to nature because that's sometimes who they cast. And sometimes they cast people who are like on the far side of that spectrum. And to see that journey and that interaction in terms of how people learn to survive, the first thing you have to learn how to do in order to survive on the island is to make fire. like. You have to learn how to make fire. You need to find food for yourself. They give you like a couple things. And then, in addition to that, so you watch that, just that physical conflict, but then there's the dynamics of the tribe, right? So you are typically, for the most part, they change the rules. That's also what's fascinating about the game, is that Mm -hmm. I watch some other reality shows, but Survivor, for some reason, in this sort of, I think, phenomenal way, the gameplay of it really does evolve. Because I like, you know, there's other shows like this that I've liked, but none of them evolve the way that Survivor really evolves. So when people are watching the show, they become better at the show. And so the gameplay, for the most part, I think just gets better and better because you never know exactly where people are coming from. But then there's the aspect of it. Every week, you have to vote someone out from the tribe. So how do you compete with physical challenges and also vote people vote people out in order for you to make it to the end and be the sole survivor? And then, <laughs> because it, that's why it's so complicated, because there's layers to it. And then you have to figure out a way to vote all these people out. And I think it's like, the, do you know how many people are in the jury, Claire? Yeah, uh, it's it's. Well, it's after the merge, so isn't it usually 10? Yeah, it's like 10 or 8 or something like that. Yeah, it's usually 10. They then become the jury, and you have to convince the person that you voted out to vote for you as the sole survivor. So I think that's a a, a lot of it. it. No one will understand what survivor is off of that description, but I think they get that there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's like you need to ask your ex-girlfriend to for 20 bucks to take someone else out on a date. Okay. (laughs) 
in a way. Okay, one thing about the jury that I'm just remembering, it's changed over the years as the gameplay has evolved. You know what I mean? Sometimes, but it's usually an odd number if I'm remembering. So it's either nine or 11. Okay, great. Because they can't, they don't want to have the tie. Yeah, see, that's that's super in the, in the weeds for me because uh, I just never noticed. All I notice about the jury is that when they get there because they haven't, uh, you know, like had a proper, um, you know, shower bath. shower day is that what, all I remember about the jury is just like, oh, they're pretty oh. <laughs> or like, oh, they're really handsome because you, you just you just see them so differently when they're when they're back. So, OK, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Have you seen every season? I have seen every season. And I cannot say that for too many things. I have. I was thinking about that today in the shower. I was like, I have seen every single season of, uh, of Survivor. I believe so. Wow. And that goes back to, by the way, when we had to VHS tape watch, if if you were going to miss it, it had to be on it. It was before digital TV when Survivor first started airing. Mm. So that was that was that deep commitment to like being present or else having like the VCR. I watched it all on Netflix. Oh, you are recent. So you didn't actually watch when the originals. No, no, I got into it late. I got into it late Ah. because I was once like David. Okay. And I did not see what this show could teach me. And eventually I watched one of the current season. I don't remember what my what was my first season of Survivor. And the the journey was so momentous that I then mm. went back and I couldn't get enough. And I went through every single season and watched it all. When it originally aired, it was we weren't in this digitized era. So it was a bigger and even bigger commitment of all the seasons. Which one can you picture yourself being on? Ooh, I have a back problem, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't picture myself. You know, in this <laughs> fantasy, Deshaun, your back is healthy and it's strong. Your glutes are great. Your calves wonderful. Your eyesight like a hawk. Oh my! Which gosh. season do you want to be in? <laughs> uh, you know, I have fantasized about this. 
I mean, I would be on an easy season so that I could win. So I can't even, honestly, the season that I would be on, I can't think of because I've forgotten about it. <laughs> because mm-hmm, it would be where mm-hmm. the gameplay was bad and I could win. Because the people who win the show, I am constantly impressed by who they are. And so I don't think that I would be able to go up against the winners. So I would go, go with a season that I can't remember <laughs> who's on it at all. What is your survivor ritual like when you sit down to watch the show? Who are you watching with? What are you eating? Are the lights dim halfway up? What what's the set the stage for a good viewing night? Alcohol, no alcohol. Okay. Um well <laughs> David getting all personal, very, very personal. <laughs> yeah, this is very, very in-depth what how this ritual goes. Is it I am uh in my bed. <laughs> covers over me. Uh, I will have uh, uh, fresh batteries in the remote <laughs> just in case something goes wrong. No, it, there's there's no ritual to it. I just, I just watch the show like I watch everything else. Honestly, my TV viewing is so challenged because of, uh, you know, me being a, a very, very busy person that I think the ritual for me is like when I watch Survivor, is I just feel like I can breathe and just like really thoroughly relax. You know, especially being an, an entertainment professional, you know how it is. You guys know how it is. It, you know, when you watch a show, it's not like you just get to go on the ride of fantasy. You actually have to get to the point of like where your critical thinking is not participating in it. And so for me, the ritual when I think about watching Survivor is that I just know that I'm fascinated and engaged in the game. And I'm not thinking about it from any sort of critical standpoint. And I've completely lost my judgment of being able to say to people in the public world that, yes, I'm a fan of Survivor. I've gone. That pride has gone. I I, I love the show and I'm proud to say it. It's one of the best shows on TV. I mean, honestly, it really is. And the evolution, I like that you came in late and then you went back to the, you know, what's referred to as old school play. You know, the first like 10, 15 20 seasons and and then as you it's fun because the characters come back they return for different seasons and so I'd like to know who are some of your favorite characters and why um some of my favorite characters are I love poverty there's a person named poverty yeah Poverty. She's a boxer. She's a girl. Yeah, but it's not spelled like that. It's spelled P-A-V-A-R-V-T-I or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two of my favorite players are Poverty and the woman, I can't remember her name. She's African-American and she's actually one of my favorite players. They are my favorite players because I think they had the most quintessential survivor moment where they lost the immunity challenge. And in order to stay... They convinced this uh, naive kid that his best game move would be for him to give over the immunity idol to them. And so then they took the immunity idol from him and voted him out. (laughs) And so uh, those are the players that I really like. I really love Poverty. And who else do I really, really like? Oh, you're talking about for the person you were just referring to is Suri, right? Suri, Suri, yes. Yeah, she's been on a few seasons also. Love, 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 love. Love Suri. Love Suri. What love I love her. about her is that she's like me. She Maybe she doesn't have a back problem, but I feel like I we would compete on the same <laughs> level because she can't win a physical competition to save her life. No, she's always last. <laughs> is there a joy for you, Deshaun, and you too, Claire, that is inherently a primal thing? Because just like you said, 
you want something to take you away. Like you said, you want a breath of fresh air. You want to lay in your couch or your cloud couch or your, your sofa, your, your bed or your futon and watch this show that's thousands of miles away on an island, people getting into the weeds, the primal nature. Is this appealing to you guys? I wouldn't want to be there. <laughs> I would want to be there and I would but just win. The, <laughs> I just mean the but not to be there but like that you get to cathartically go with these people do you think that's an appeal so I would like to think that if I was on Survivor that I would do well I would love to think that I would be able to deal with the rain and the heat and the starvation and just the comfortability of, you know, not having a bed to sleep on those first few nights. I like so so there's a there's a fantasy element for me for that, but I know that I'm just not a, a person that does well in nature. I can't even do glamping. <laughs> like I've tried that a couple times and I've been like, we, we need to, we need to go home. So I just don't think that it would it would it, that that would happen for me. However, here's the thing that something that's primal about it and something that I live for. I live for that moment where someone in the season is in a physical competition and they their primal instinct kicks in and they hang on to the beam longer than they anticipated, that they ran faster than they anticipated, that they jumped or whatever. That's the moment I'm always looking for in a season. And it's some seasons it doesn't happen because some people are more like athletically inclined. And sometimes you have seasons where it's like, this is just the the season of the impressive. But that's my favorite story. And that's my favorite moment. And I connect to that moment because there's deep down inside of me, I do look at myself as a survivor. I think that's the, the, the deepest sort of connective metaphor for me is that I feel like I am a survivor, you know, through all the things that I've experienced in my life, in my career and everything else. Like even me, like I, I got quote unquote success later on in life or whatever, however we're going to judge that. I think that's what some people would say. But it's it's sort of like connected to that idea that I'm not going to give up. It's like that Will Smith thing that he says. He's like, I'm the one on the treadmill that's going to outrun you or something like that. I think maybe there's some sort of connection to that. Do you guys know that Will Smith quote? I loved your Will Smith impression. It's great, right? It's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that quote, but I like that quote. I understand what you're saying is like physically or mentally exceeding where you thought you could go. I mean, it's used, it's a metaphor, you know, sort of, or an analogy used in sports all the time. And Survivor is a sport. It's a huge part of it. And whether it's, you know, the mental aspect or the strategic aspect, the social aspect, it kind of is present in all that. And can I say it? I feel like, I think we experience it all as kids because as kids, right, you're learning, you're literally learning about your your physical capabilities. So it's kids, if you played any athletic sport or whatever, you experience that for the first time, you know, in athletics. And then as you get older, you kind of, you know, we don't we have less of those moments where we really are, are even in the arena where we're being challenged like that. And so it just really connects you back to just, like I said, living like your humanity when you see people experiencing that. And then also, I got sad. <laughs> Do you know what I'm thinking about, Claire? No, tell me. Uh, because I'm forgetting about the visit from friends and family. The loved ones. Yeah. Uh, oh, the loved one visit. Okay. Do you want to describe the section, please? It starts off with like a letter or a video. Yeah. So when you're, I think it's maybe like eight or they change it every season, eventually someone from your life, you get to choose one or two people that come and visit you. Uh, 
oh my God, the, the way that after you've, you know, you're, you're dealing with all the stress from the show and everything else, when they see their loved ones, man, you get reminded by just the, how deep connection and love is. Like everyone is so grateful for their lives and the people around them when they're on that show. And when they see each other for the first time, you, you, can, you will not watch a loved one visit without just falling apart and being grateful for the people that you have in your life. David, you're smiling. Are you going to go watch Survivor now? I you might just. Um, this is this this part is your. This is where you're getting my little tender heart because I love the heart longing. You know, the lo- the more you are away from from the things that you love, the more you appreciate it. There's a much nicer way to say that. What makes the heart grow fonder? Uh, Absence yeah. makes the heart grow fonder. Thank but you. but God. really it's about <laughs> that you are physically being pushed to the limit. You you know, there's a you sign a contract that basically says you have no privacy. You're we're filming you 24-7. Like people are watching you 24-7. And it's not just the crew, it's your teammates and your, you know, the competitors on the show because you're looking for any as a player, you're looking for any advantage you can find over another player, any way that you can manipulate or control or dominate over them, even your own team members, because eventually one of the genius things about the show is it it turns from a team game to an individual game, you know? And so there's never a time where you can let your guard down. You're malnourished, you're exhausted. And then, you know, you get like a visit from your mom and you just lose it. <laughs> and people beg whoever wins that reward challenge. The reward is the individual winner gets to have a, uh, you know, a reward with their loved one. And then they usually get to take two more people who then get to bring their loved ones. And it's a, it, at that point in the oh game, boy. it's a real inside look into the hierarchy of the remaining members. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Deshaun, do you ever rewatch Survivor? Um, I think I've re I think I've tried to rewatch a season. Uh, I don't think I finished because I was so uh, I was so obsessed with it. But I, 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 it's yeah. But I didn't finish it um, because I can't rewatch it. But I did try. But you don't need to because they constantly keep making new seasons. They're all different. They're all very very different. Even if they have the same players. Right now, I'm watching with my kid. Well, I'm watching two seasons simultaneously. <laughs> oh, you haven't One seen season. all of them yet. Oh, no, I have, but I'm my kids haven't. Oh. So I'm introducing them, and they love it. So one of the seasons we're watching is uh, Winners at War, you know, for the $2 million. And, you know, there's all the players we've seen play before. 
but they're all it's they have totally different strategy each season because it's all circumstantial. I don't have kids, but if I did, I would have them watch Survivor. Yes. Like, without a doubt. It's life lessons, like you said. It's everything wrapped into a Jeff Probst hour <laughs> every night. <laughs> How would you change the show, Deshaun, as a super fan? Do you love it exactly the way it is? You know, honestly, I, I think they do a really, really good job because I'm, I'm, this is not about Survivor, but there's other shows that I watch, which will remain nameless. And my criticism of those shows is that I, th- I always say to myself, I was like, you guys need to go look and see what Survivor is doing. Because Survivor finds this very great ways to sort of uh, increase and change the gameplay that always makes me go fascinated. Like when they did, like they'll do different things that they'll add in. Like they'll do Redemption Island. And in mm-hmm. Redemption Island, then they have one player who's like on the separate island for the entire time. And it's amazing because I think actually Redemption Island turned out to be one of my favorite seasons because oftentimes when, you know, when people try to innovate things like the, you know, the water bottles, when they started using the the pop up top, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Usually they were just screw top and now they're pop up tops. I remember when that happened, I was so annoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't need to improve this. Yeah. You don't need to like. But you know what they stopped doing, which is great? And you notice, like, somewhere in the middle of the season, like, the middle of, like, the 41 episodes or whatever, they had all these, your luxury item brought to you by Hershey's. And it would be, like, all these, like, brand placements. They fortunately were like, we're making enough money off this show. We don't need to, like, have, you know, Gatorade and Hershey bars and all that stuff out there. So they did get rid of that. I do have one quant. There are certain things that I feel like the show has held on to, like the luxury challenge, where the first time they go to get the massage or whatever that is, that the, we everyone knows that there is an immunity idol clue here. I wouldn't do that. I, it, it, it's just too easy. If you've studied the game enough, I think you do get a little bit of advantage, even though whenever they get to those challenges, I'm always when the other people are just like, I'm just going to eat my steak and just... Chill out. And then there's one person who's like, I'm actually, you know, zoning and working this whole time. You know that that person is like, and you're always like, what are you doing? Like, why would you get there and not? But I I do feel like they should make it more difficult and not make it so predictable. Because there's some sort of like tent poles that are just, I think, a bit too predictable for me. I like when the gameplay uh, changes up even more. And they, I feel they have done a good job of changing it up mostly over the seasons. All right, let me ask you some like rapid fire off the top of your head questions. Ready? Luxury item. What are you taking? My back roller. Okay. <laughs> I would take chapstick. Uh, Boston Rob. Oh my God. Do not like that guy. Do not like that guy. <laughs> Survivor auction. Survivor auction. Uh, wait, wait, wait. That's happening. This is where they get the money and then it can end at any time. I would just put my money on the thing that's going to help my game. I'm not going to get any luxury. I'm not going to get pizza. Like, I'm just going to put the money on my game. Drop your buffs. First of all, those buffs are dirty. (laughs) 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 So, yes, drop those buffs and excited for the merge. (laughs) Sandra, the survivor queen who's won twice. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I have mixed feelings about I'm impressed that she does it, but, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of her. I, yeah, yeah. I like her gameplay. I don't love Boston Rob. I don't like 
I don't love Sandra as well because I I don't like when they move over into the too far into the villainous territory. Like I'm gonna give you someone I think you're gonna love, and this will be the last rapid fire. Ozzy. Yeah, he's he's not a no? good mix for me because he I think he has an automatic advantage because he's so physically inclined, right? So and, and so it's not as fun to me to watch him play. Again, I like the underdog. I like it. Like I don't remember who's the best under it was the older guy there was an older guy a few and he won right my favorite winners are that older guy who he was like smoking competitions and he was in his he was he was a fireman right yeah or something like that in his late 50s so that's the guy i respond to and i also my favorite survivor winner story is i should have looked up these people's names is the kid who his mom oh god y'all gonna make me cry the kid who his mom was sick and he went to Survivor knowing that she was sick and that she was oh, battling mm-hmm. cancer. And this kid, like when he started the season, he was so annoying. And we just watched him develop through the entire season. And he wins Survivor and he gets back from winning Survivor. He goes and he sees his mom and that day his mom died. Wow. They were supposed to go on Survivor together in an earlier season because they loved the game so much. And this kid comes in while she's sick and goes against the odd, wins it, and literally the mom dies the day. So she was literally hanging on to experience that story and that part of his life. Like, that's like my favorite Survivor winner story. So it's like, I don't give His name ask. was Klein, right? Klein? That yeah. sounds good. If that's, Klein. <laughs> but yeah. So I know <laughs> you're going to go watch Survivor tonight, David. You, I'm in. We, I, I'm gonna I, I don't know, I don't know how to seasons. say no after that, Deshaun. I, I really don't. So you, you did it, I think. Congratulations. I, I'm shocked at the end of this, but I, yes, done. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, last rapid fire, Jeff Propes as host. Uh-oh. Um, he's grabbing his head. I think he's a very impressive host. Like, I think he's he's really, uh, yeah, I think he's great. I do, I think he's great. This is what it is. He's just too dependable. <laughs> and I know that that's what everyone loves about him, right? And that's his thing. But that's not my, I would love a little bit more just, but I guess that's what also makes the show so good, now that I think about it, is because you're not watching the show to see what Jeff's going to do or, you know. It's just he's just so dependable in who he is, and he supports the show. But, yeah, but I think he can be a little bit boring. I guess that's 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 my, my take on that. Okay. The Survivor people are not going to like me after I've said that because they love Jeff. <laughs> well, well this, Jeff's not on the podcast today, Deshaun. It's you, all right? Jeff can do his own podcast. This is Deshaun's and, world. Yeah, this thank is, you. This, this is your Survivor you know, Who moment. would be a great host of Survivor? Who? Me. I agree. <laughs> like, let's make that happen. Although I don't think Jeff's going anywhere. <laughs> he is not. But maybe the spinoff, like Almost Survivor or Pseudo Survivor. Survivor with back problems, Survivor, season one. Survivor-ish. <laughs> Then I'm nominating you. Like, like me, Jeff hosting after they've done something incredible. He's so I'd be like, oh my fucking god, y'all did that! Like, damn, <laughs> shit. And so I want to see more of that. 
from Jeff. Deshaun, I think this whole thing was a love letter, but I got to be honest with you. We end every podcast with an actual audible love letter for the thing that you are a fan of. So if you'd be so kind and give a love letter to Survivor, we would be very grateful. Dear Survivor, thank you. Thank you for the endless hours of engaging entertainment. I would say like darkest times. I can watch your show, be inspired, connecting me and connecting people to the possibility of just like human will and reminding us uh, how much untapped potential we carry about with us in our daily lives is something that few shows try to do, are capable of doing, and uh, if they do, none of them do it as well as Survivor does. Perfect. Thank you so much. We could talk about this forever, but the podcast has to end, I guess. (laughs) The tribe has spoken. Thank you, guys. David, thank you for hanging in there on that episode. I got to tell you, though, 30 minutes is not enough time to even really get into the the meat of the show and the meat of the game. It's it's the tip of the iceberg, literally. From me to you, I want you to commit to watching a season so that then we can have Deshaun back on and we can talk about that season together. That would make me so happy. Will you tell me which season to watch, Claire? Because I think I will, based on the fact of how much he enjoyed it. I love that we have people on who love things really well. And I'm able to also walk away from the podcast going, I'm so glad they loved it. I usually don't need to dive in myself. I am just excited that they're excited and the passion comes through. But this is one of those rare ones that I actually think you'll catch me watching this darn show. (laughs) I'm going to actually do a little research myself and recommend the correct starter season because you could start at the beginning. And then you don't have to go linear from there, but it it would be a good idea to start at the beginning, watch the first season, and then you can watch like somewhere around season 20, and then you can jump into like the 30s. Now I'm answering my own question. Watch the first season. Watch the first season of Survivor. Where it all began. Yes, where it all began. Because it's the rawest, you know, it's the one before... No one had ever done it. So the strategies were all like really intuitive and organic. And now people actually study past seasons and there's true strategies that are coming into play. And not that season one doesn't have true strategies. It does. But they weren't learned behavior strategies. There's probably a guy out there who's doing Moneyball type stuff with Survivor, right? With the algorithms and the way that, you know, Brad Pitt and and Jonah Hill did in that movie and Michael Lewis's book. I bet there's someone, I bet in 40 more seasons, someone's going to be like, great. Well, you want to be on Survivor? Well, clearly we're all growing up and every kid wants to be in Survivor now in the year 2080. And they're going to be like, this is how you get on Survivor. This is how you do that thing. So, so yeah, but the heart, the heart that he had for it and the heart that you have for it, I did not expect that. I thought it would be a little more of a simplicity competition. Let's just, who's going to climb up to the top of the hill in the, the heap kind of show. But uh, no. wow, did not expect the tears to come. You know, I'm also a fan of Naked and Afraid. That's another episode too. 
different, but people always say, oh, it's kind of the same. It's not the same at all. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, David, thank you for uh, surviving mm. that episode with us. Um, Deshaun's amazing. Love him. And the tribe has spoken. And before you guys go, coming up next week on Fanatics, we have Caleb Worthy. He's such an awesome guy. I, you probably know him as Des from Austin and Alley. Of course, he was in one of my favorite Hulu series, The Act, American Vandal, The Thinning, Corporate Animals. And he is going to be talking about his fanaticism for getting to know his neighbor on the airplane when he's flying places. So be sure to tune in next Thursday. See you guys then. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Can I say I have back problems too? Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.